Get some skin in the game with MyBookie, where odds boosts, lightning deals, and free bets await all season long. And with Turkey Day right around the corner, there really is no better time to feast on some NFL action. Whether you're a first-time customer or you've been playing with MyBookie for years, there's no shortage of value to be found in the thousands of game lines, unique prop bets, and contests that they offer every week. Sign up or get reloaded today. Find an edge, make your bet, and get paid. They also boast a fully-fledged casino platform, giving you access to all the classic table, slot, and card games you'd expect to find at your local spot. And the best part is, at MyBookie, the doors never close, so you can continue to build your bankroll even after the stadium lights have gone out. Make the right play and sign up today at MyBookie. And when you do, use the promo code FINSUP to get your deposit matched halfway, all the way up to a thousand bucks. You put in 200, they'll match you another 100 in your account. If you're already planning to bet this season, this is free betting money. It's winning season at MyBookie, so come join in on the fun and win some cash while you're at it. Welcome to the third and longo, our brand new NFL betting show on the Fanatics Network. Brought to you in part by Manscaped. As always, I am your host, Tony Longo, and I'm joined as always by the handsome Jimmy man himself. How are you, Jimmy? I'm doing well, man. Still a little uh, sluggish from yesterday. Already had a plate watching uh, these football games, so trying to you snap gotta, out of it a little bit. You got to have the second helpings, my man. Um, if you haven't already, please smash that subscribe button to the show on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or Google Podcasts or wherever you like to listen to podcasts. Follow us on Twitter as well. Myself, Tony Longo, at Tony Longo 17 And my main man here, co-host Jimmy Kearns at Jimmy Kearns 14 Let us know what you think of the show. Ask us questions or let us know something good you would like for us to get in the show. Um, we're always taking recommendations. I think we have a couple nice spots here that Jimmy's going to go over. Um, but Jimmy, let's get right into that. We had some requests, I know, after the last couple episodes about how to bet some, uh, some first-timers, some newcomers. Why don't you get a hit into that and some of our um, reliable information we have? Yeah, first off, I got like two or three questions on where – the nickname handsome Jimmy came from, and I want to just get to it. That's, that's a borderline offensive because that should be obvious where that came from. If you got to ask me where that nickname came from, I mean, just look at me, you know? So, um, no, Brian Byrne just loves it. He threw it out there. It's stuck. I, I don't know. I consider it as ironic, you know, like uh jumbo shrimp or biggie smalls or like a yep, the Samoan dude. Yeah. Well, no, like a Samoan you... dude named like tiny, like, you know, he's yeah. not going to be tiny, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, but anyways, we had more important questions from a couple like beginning NFL betters about um, do, about doing money line parlies. They asked if we could get into like a parley of the week. So while we might I love not, how you say parlay. What do you mean? 
I love parley? You say parley parley yes like well it. and then i spell it parlay i'll say it parlay sometimes too but i yeah i i call them parleys i think it's in new york that everybody i've always heard it parley um but i spell right. it i spell it parlay i'll say it parlay sometimes um can i go on a quick side note for one second absolutely here? i watched uncut gems last night for the first time talk I, about I, talk about some parleys the, some shit you can't <laughs> even cool. do like some made up shit those are the, the tip off yeah. six-way parlay 41k yeah. this dude was crazy but get into don't do that for you at home no not watch at all. uncut no, gems no. that this that is movie solid was pretty brutal but yet yeah, the ending my god yeah. i won't spoil it for you um don't do that at home jimmy tell them what you should do yeah so if we're gonna be looking at parlay parlays parlays however you call it um I do not advise, listen, I rarely do them. So I hit yesterday, we talked about a parlay on the Thanksgiving episode. We both hit yesterday um, on some Thanksgiving games. Uh, I had a Houston and a Washington money line parlay. Now I try to keep it to like a two team if I do it when I don't like one of the lines or in that situation, we both thought Washington was the better team. Why even take the three points? It's very unlikely that Washington Washington's is going to lose by exactly three points uh, or Dallas is going to win by one or two. So best case, you're looking at a push one or two on the win is a very uncommon number for it to land on. Uh, but the questions I was getting from friends of mine, um, we're running money line parlays where they're putting like four or five big favorites together. Now, Tony can explain this better than I can. Uh, he's an analyst and does great with numbers. Um, but your return on investment's horrible, especially paying like I, I know guys that'll even just play single games on the money line. They'll take like a minus 400 favorite and they'll put $1,200 on it to win $300. All right. So that wins five times. And what, what's that math come out to? You win $1,500. If you hit that five times, you lose it once and you've almost lost all your money back. The NFL is a ton of parody. You can't trust that kind of stuff. Um, yep. It, it, you can explain it better than I can when it comes to the, the uh, numbers side of it, but it's just the not, it's not the right way to go for long-term return on investment. They're, they're, yeah, yep. absolutely. There's good. You take them in spots. Yeah. yeah. You take them in spots. And, and the kind of the simple way to break it down is when you get those odds, if, if you got a plus, you're better off betting underdogs. Like not a lot of people bet major league baseball. There's really no edge to it because you either have to pick a, favorite who's minus one eight or 180 or a dog who's plus 150 there's no point spread there's no nothing so the best way to play that is to always pick a dog because you could just have to hit less to win more money so you got plus 150 you put a hundred dollars on it you win 150 so those are going to hit often um i feel like i'm not doing it justice in terms of how have i hit the notes well on what we're trying to get at here yeah i think what we're trying to say is you're going to see those amazing returns when you're on my bookie AG, as always use the code fins up for a 50% match bonus when you do go in there. But when you do, you're going to see amazing returns on those parlays. Um, you know, you're going to take a three team parlay, maybe throwing an underdog money line in there and you're going to get a seven X or eight X return on your money. Well, they're not stupid. Um, these don't hit. I have a couple friends that we were chatting over the weekend about a uh, 10 team parlay where he was at, he, he put in a hundred bucks and it was to return about 45 grand. And he was one team away. He came this close. It's always and that last is, team. It's always the last one. It was the last game of the, of the slate too. 
And someone in the chat goes, man, if we just did, if we bet this game 10 different ways, these games 10 different ways, we would have won. But that's not how this works, guys. The different permutations you would have taken with those 10 bets, you weren't going to pick all nine teams that won and just change that one you didn't cover, right? So, you know, when it comes to the money, you know, they the, the house always wins and they're taking all this into account. So let's say a 10-team parlay, the odds of the permutations of it bouncing your way is about 1, 1,024. Well, Vegas pays you out about set one to 700, like 700 to one. They're taking in like that vig, that juice on that side. They're, they're cutting your odds short. You're much better uh, picking spots with the money line that you really like. I mean, if you bet against the Jets every year, every week this week, money line, you'd be up a, a pretty substantial amount of units. It wouldn't be bad. But, you know, of course, they're juicing it on the other side, too. So pick your spots with it. There's some fun time. There's some fun ways to do some parlays on, on, you know, lines that you really like, or if you see some sharp money coming in certain ways, there's spots you can do it, but it's not a good solid strategy week over week to just take parlays. There's a reason they call it the addicts version of betting, right? Absolutely. And there's a reason. And just to clear it up, like the one we talked about the other day, I think Friday or, or I'm sorry, I think Wednesday, you and I were talking, the one that we don't have a problem with is when you slap together like five to 10 underdogs and you throw $10 on it and the returns a thousand dollars or two, 2000, you know what I mean? There's nothing wrong with trying to hit those long shots. The ones that I've been asked about and the ones I have a problem with is when you take Alabama and they're minus 1800 on the money line and you put them with Florida minus a thousand on the money line and you slap together four other 21 point favorites. And then all of a sudden there's a huge upset and you just lost that. So your return is better to go with these dogs or play the spreads. That's the best part about the NFL is you have these spreads. If you like an underdog, then take the points. You know, if it's less than three, if it's a weird number, then take them on the money line. Um, you just have to pick and choose that's, for your spots. I, yeah, I just, and Jimmy, I'll say that's my favorite way to play on these short lines, you know, especially on the underdog. Take that money line. Take that absolutely. extra juice. You know, if you're there's a two-and-a-half, three-point spread, you're probably looking at plus 150 or plus 140 in that range. Take that. If you start cashing those successfully, you're on your way to some good money-making weeks, and that's, that's probably our best advice. Don't always take the spread. It's helpful to take the money line. I love playing money line week in and week out. Um, but with that said, let's get jump right into the news real quick. We had Lamar Jackson. Of course, the game last night uh, after Turkey Day, Thanksgiving, the best game probably of the week we thought was going to be Baltimore and Pittsburgh. That game was postponed due to COVID. Uh, we're hearing some allegations or some uh, notes from the team that it might have been a strength coach staff that yeah. wasn't following protocols. Uh, looks like they were put in a bad spot. But Lamar Jackson, last year's MVP, unanimously test positive for COVID. Um, the game is in jeopardy. The last I've heard that this game is most likely going to be played. Adam Schefter also reported today that if the game is forfeited, that neither of the teams will be paid a game check. Yep. So – you know, I think the NFL is being coy about how they're letting these games go through, but I think they're trying to, you know, damage control here and do the best that they can. Uh, because we both know that if everybody didn't get a game check, it's not the guys like, you know, it's not the big money guys that are, that are going to get hurt. It's these small guys coming up from practice squads and coming in and out of the games. And, you know, some of the, the last 12, 13 players on these rosters that those game checks mean a lot to. 
And they're not trying to hurt everybody here. They're not trying to put them in danger as well. I think the NFL has done a pretty good job up until this point managing COVID. Uh, but this game does look in jeopardy a little bit, at least from now, it looks like it's going to go through. But Lamar Jackson, I'm 90% positive he's not going to play this game. He'd have to test, I think, negative. I think we talked about it last time. I think it's four times in a row. Um, yeah, three or four. I I didn't yeah. even check. I should have checked yesterday after the show Wednesday. Um, yeah. So if he didn't, if he tested positive this recently, probably it's not going to be play. tough. Yeah. yeah. Chase McSorley's not going to play as well. It looks like. So you're looking at RG three as the lone guy. Could be fun to watch him. But yeah, get is back there into a game? Is there much of a difference right now? The little no. bit we saw uh, between RG three and Lamar, no. the way that the way that they're come playing on. right now, I don't come think there's on, that Jimmy. much of a difference. I, I Jimmy, I, come on. I genuinely don't think I'm not a huge Lamar guy. I do like Lamar. I, as a quarterback, as an athlete, but I don't think there's much of a difference right now, honestly. Um, Have you seen any of these conspiracy theories like popping up Uh, even from like big names in the NFL industry? And then some Steelers players are like throwing shade at it too. Cause a lot of the Steelers players are mad because what could happen here if they might end up adding it that, you know, they were talking about that eighth team to the playoffs for each conference. If they yep. have to forfeit here, that's a very real real possibility that they go into this protocol, COVID protocol of adding an eighth team, and it could be Baltimore. Um, there's a lot of shade getting thrown around the Pittsburgh players because now all of a sudden, like that, if this game got if this game got canceled or moved down the road, better yet, it would be great for Baltimore. They could very get good, way yeah. healthy. You know what I mean? This benefits yep. Baltimore if they turn this yep. into a weird Week 18 game. This benefits Baltimore big time. Pittsburgh's already been hurt by this virus with the early bye week. So there's a lot of talk that some of the stuff, oh, wow, look at this. Now this guy's positive. What a coincidence, you know? Well, yeah, but I think here's here's my take on the situation here. From, From what I've heard, because of Baltimore's actions, that it might be that they're forfeited a loss here just because how they handled, they, they weren't following yeah. the protocols. That's what I've heard. Obviously, that's not 100% reported and coming through. The second thing I have on this is, yeah, Pittsburgh's been put in two bad spots. They had to change their bye week. A game got uh, canceled. But listen, this is COVID. It's not, it's not like the NFL is driving for the Steelers to lose here. Um, you know, it, it's just part of playing in this pandemic you know, I think they're man- there's no way to put these teams inside of bubbles or even regional bubbles. There's too many players and personnel involved to do that. I think they're doing the best that they can. They just got caught in the wrong week playing the wrong team that didn't follow the protocols while they're doing pretty much everything right. Sometimes it's the way it swings the bat, but yeah. hasn't really hurt them. It hasn't hurt them so far. I don't think there's anything specifically going against Pittsburgh. It's just the way that it's fell. But yeah. what what I do genuinely believe that the NFL is picking and choosing where they want to enforce what's going on. Now that Lamar is questionable, I guarantee. I'm not. I shouldn't say I guarantee. It's very very likely this game gets pushed back because he's one of the biggest stars in the league. It's going to totally throw this game off. It's probably an even, it's not probably, it's an even easier Pittsburgh win. It's just been weird. Like when Cam Newton uh, got tested positive for COVID, didn't the, they, they moved the Bills game. That was the Bills New England game. They moved it a few days, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah. So, and then other teams aren't getting that luxury when it happens. Oakland has their whole offensive line gone or Las Vegas has their whole offensive line gone. They make them play still. Yeah. So they're kind of picking and choosing when it comes to stars, it seems like what's going to yeah. happen. 
Um, yeah. That's my whole point on it is that they're kind of selectively enforcing what they want to happen here, but that's the NFL, man. That's every league stars, stars drive it. So, you know, there's nothing we can do about it. That's just how it goes. But it was interesting seeing that Pittsburgh's not too happy about it. If this game gets moved to a weird week now, Pittsburgh's going to be, uh, they're going to be even more upset because right now there's no bigger gap in the league than between the way Baltimore's playing and the way Pittsburgh's been playing. Yeah, that's, that's hundred percent true with that as well. Let's move on to the other piece of news. Joe Burrow actually tears his ligaments in his knee. Uh, he's out for the year and possibly the beginning of next season. It depends how his rehab goes. That's just a, it's a, you know, it's a terrible news story for the NFL and obviously Joe Burrow himself, the number one overall pick in last year's draft, the prodigal son, if you will. Um, bad piece of news coming out of there. He was playing fantastic on a less than stellar team. I know you thought Cincinnati from our previous discussions was outplaying their expectations. I think they're just up to par. Um, but let's hope for a quick recovery for him. Yeah, this was this this awful. This sucks. I was watching it live when it happened, and you could tell, um, you know, he had his front front foot planted. It was one of those helmets into the front leg, the hyperextended kind of wrong way move, and you knew it was bad as soon as it happened. And it's just brutal. I I love watching this kid. I've won some money on this kid this year. He's been great against the spread. He seems like an all around great guy. Um, a Cincinnati Bengals franchise that's been snake bitten for a long time. I. I have to look it up, but it's been a few years since they were in the playoffs. They won that division within the past, I don't know, 10 years or so behind Dalton. I can't tell you the exact date off the top of my head, but man, just when things were going right, it went bad. You know, I'm, I'm not super surprised by it with how bad their offensive line has been playing, but you know, no one, even if I was a Steelers or Ravens fan, you, you shouldn't want to see this happen because the dude's great for the game. I was really excited about Tua versus Burrow next week um would have loved to watch that um now on the other hey it bumps justin herbert probably up right up into the top of the uh offensive rookie of the year conversation by far um but hope hopefully a speedy recovery man because this the way this happened this year now th that could bleed into next season he's probably not i i say probably but it's very likely he's not starting week one next season right like this yeah, is at least it's, it's at iffy. least 12 months probably at best like he's he's not adrian peterson he's not going to be back in eight months you know playing his full game again but um we'll see hopefully he just bounced back at all I, you know i heard somebody on tv i wish i could give it up to who it was i think it was on the um the one that jason whitlock used to be on uh on fox sports one um i forget what the name of it is um they were talking about maybe you shut Burrow down all for next year. Like don't even, if he's ready by week seven, oh, no. don't, don't even bring him back, run it, run it again. Give him one more, you know, give him the final eight, nine by weeks that time, of the season Jimmy, off. by that time he's 27, legitimately yeah, not, 27 or 28. I mean, he's still, yeah, but what, you know. what he's going to come back next year and they're going to make the playoffs with, you know, when they come in week seven, week eight, the offensive line's bad. I mean, it, I, I wouldn't do that if I ran the franchise because that dude's the one bringing in any fans and he's the one that's ignited that franchise. But yep. if they're giving up a ton of sacks, the O-line looks as bad as it did. I wouldn't hold it against them. I wouldn't blame them. You're right. But that's, that's, that, that's on them for drafting an older guy. I, I don't know. Yep. It's, well, it's definitely a conversation I would have though, if I was him and, and on his team and in his camp. Yep. Well, speaking of conversations we should have, 
Let's jump right into last week's review. Conversations we probably shouldn't have. We'd like not to have, probably. Yeah, that's exactly the truth. <laughs> uh, so let's talk about last Correctly taking Houston, Pittsburgh, Washington, Tennessee, and Dallas. Going 5-5 five and five on the week. Did a little bit better than me, Jimmy. I myself went two and three and seven. Not a great week. Our best bets that we agreed upon were two and four. Um, I lost my lock of the week. You won your lock of the week. Uh, no, I wish I could lie right here and say no, but I have integrity above all else. No, I had Atlanta, bro. I got blown oh, out. That's right. Yeah, you got blown out. That's right. Uh, Taysom Hill coming through. Um, it was a yeah. tough week. It was a tough week around the rush. NFL. We sided with a lot of dumb money on a lot of these picks, especially a lot of our best bets. I know we spoke about that on last week's episode. Um, it was a tough week. Uh, what, did, what did you pull from it? Um, my lock of the week, Atlanta, that was all on pass rush. New Orleans was in the backfield literally every play. Matt Ryan had no time to do anything. Um, one of my big keys of the game was the bad secondary for New Orleans, and then it got even better from a gambling perspective. They were losing guys in the secondary during the game. Um, it was just the pass rush got to them. Um, yeah, I don't know. It wasn't much more than that, man. I don't know. Side, you know, Green Bay should have won that game. Um, the Chargers give up the backdoor cover to the Jets. That's a tough one. Uh, your Cincy play, I have should've Washington, covered. but your Cincy play probably wins if Burrow doesn't get hurt. So Yeah, look, look good before he got hurt. Or at um, least they were there. I feel like te- I feel like Pittsburgh was the most. You know, you always look back. You're like, what was the super obvious one? And that Pittsburgh, we loved it. Minus we ten. My, it. Yeah, we were all over Pittsburgh. We were all over Tennessee. And you know, we did. I think that was our two agreements. Yeah, that was our two wins on agreements. But yep. you know, it was a tough week. If you looked at the betting and how it went, it was a tough week for everybody. Vegas made a killing last week. Like that's. Yep. You know that's why they got the big buildings and the Some bright lights, shakes. man. Yeah, that's how it but goes. But overall. Overall, we're about 50%, and we are looking to absolutely hammer this week, Jimmy. I know we are about to crush these lines. When I saw them come out, I know there was a couple that popped off. So with that, let's jump into the first game of the week. Jimmy, the first game of the week is Las Vegas heading down to Atlanta. Vegas is a three-point favorite with an over-under of 54 67% of the cash is on Vegas with 73% of the tickets. What do you got for this one? Oh man. You know, sometimes, and this is probably, this is a common theme with recreational gamblers like myself, um, low level sports bettors like myself, you don't want to get back on a team that just burned you. Um, But Tony, this line is kind of stinky to me, man, for sure. This is probably the sketchiest, Man, number two sketchiest line of the week for me. Atlanta just came off of a public thrashing at the hands of a New Orleans team with, albeit he seems decent, but a backup quarterback. And Las Vegas just came off of a great showing, you know, 45 seconds away from a win against the Super Bowl champs um, in the Kansas City Chiefs. And this line only being three points here. Uh, I side with Atlanta. You got to be able to bounce back and get back on teams that – you just got burned on or else you're going to be in trouble here. Now, I don't get me wrong. I will not be betting this game. Um, well, I say that now. I haven't have a bet on it yet. 
the Vegas pass rush isn't what the New Orleans pass rush is. The Vegas defense is nowhere near <laughs> what the New Orleans defense is. I expect points of plenty in this game. Um, I think Vegas a little bit of a letdown spot and Atlanta in a little bit of a bounce back spot. I would go with Atlanta plus the three points here um, and the over. I, I don't like hitting these high totals, but I think you can uh, expect some fireworks in this one. Um, Derek Carr's look great, man, huh? He has. He has, man. Yeah, can, can Carr take advantage of this defense, this porous Atlanta defense, I think is going to be the storytell of this week. You know, the Atlanta defense has been horrendous pretty much through the, la- you know, through the 11 games so far have not been playing well. They should have taken advantage, or at least, you know, I saw an opportunity. I think we both did uh, with Atlanta last week uh, with New Orleans, but they weren't able to get the job done. It's Matt Ryan was playing terrible. The pass rush, I know we texted about it as the game was going. The pass rush was in his face the entire game. I think he got sacked six separate times. Um, so that was a tough game. Vegas is is such a – it's such a hot – old team for me they play the Chiefs fantastic every time you play them you're like oh my god they almost take down the Super Bowl champs they almost cleaned them out you know for the two games they have to play them they almost beat them both times came down to the wire uh with them so this is a tough one for me Vegas does play well the three-point spread is probably right on the money here for me it's like the perfect spread it kind of a lot of the cash is coming in on Vegas. So expect this line maybe to move up a little bit to get more of it on Atlanta. Uh, I would hold off. You could probably get Atlanta with a hook at three and a half. I'm assuming closer to game time. I would hold off. Uh, this isn't a great money bet for me right now. It's kind of a steer clear, but if this can get to, if you can get the hook three and a half, four with Atlanta, I like it a little bit more, but for the sake of this show and reviewing our picks, I'll jump on Atlanta plus three as well. All right. Let it rock. Talking about let it rock. Has the expectations for any team dropped like a rock faster than the New England Patriots? For this next game, we have Arizona coming into New England. Arizona is a two and a half point favorite with an over under of 49. 89% of the cash is on Arizona with 57% of the tickets on Arizona. What do we got for this one? Yeah, so this, again, is another sketchy line for me. Um, But I like Arizona here in this spot. Um, Yeah, New England's looked pretty brutal. Uh, Just losing to a Houston team last week that, I mean, they looked pretty good yesterday. They uh, got pretty uh, lucky in certain spots yesterday as well. I don't know, man. I I can't give you too much on this game because this is one that I got to stay away from just because of how fishy this line is. Why you're telling me that the way new England's looked as opposed to the way Arizona looked that Arizona's only two and a half points better here than the New England Patriots, especially with, we talked about last week, there's really no home field advantage going on right now. Um, I expect Murray. You want to know something I do think is going to happen though. I think Murray's going to like this defense up i expect new england to have a lot of trouble here have we seen any um i haven't looked into the weather yet it's usually something i do like sunday morning since you got the most updated stuff but i didn't think i saw too much on the overall um weather for the week i don't think there's any trouble anywhere i believe um but yeah i i think 
you know, gun to my head. I got to go Arizona here, but I didn't even look into this game too much. If I'm being honest for the show, just because this is something I don't want a part of. And it's just because that line is rough. I will say, if you do like new England, don't even take the two and a half, just take the money line. Um, yep. You got anything strong here? Any strong feelings? Well, yeah. Well, the thing is Kyler Murray actually is questionable for this game. He's popped yeah, up with a shoulder. That. He's popped up with a shoulder injury. Breaking news. Uh, Kingsbury's just said he's improved each day, which is encouraging. We'll see what it looks like Sunday and kind of go from there. But we've definitely made progress. That's not too encouraging, uh, considering your franchise QB and your MVP candidate. Murray's actually getting 14 to 1 odds right now. It's not a bad bet if he can put together the end of the season like we think he can. This line jumps out. If he can't play, New England, I mean, the line's going to change. Everything's going to change about this game, obviously. I don't even know who their backup is at this point. Um, the line's going to change. Him, I would think. Yeah. What well, for Sidham plays for Arizona? Oh, no, no, no. I'm sorry. Well, I don't know why I said that. I was looking at New England when you said that. Yeah, actually, I don't oh, yeah. know who their uh, yeah. Arizona is, right? Well, I mean, Kyler Murray does most of his damage with his legs, but his arm still is fantastic. So I would wait on this one. This isn't a strong play, even though we might side the same here. Obviously, pay attention to what happens with Kyler. Don't take this game until you know that he's active. That changes everything in this game. This line of two and a half, Arizona screams take Arizona. It screams it. But the sharp money's on Arizona too. So it's kind of up in the air unless Vegas has a little insight on something that's going on with Kyler. The two and a half screams, hey, take Arizona. It's only a field goal to cover, right? Yeah. Am I wrong here? It's screaming take Arizona, which which is surprising with a, you know a road favorite coming into town you'd think this line would be juiced up i if kyler plays this line will depends on if we get the news before the game how soon before the game starts this is a stay away for me this is a Absolutely. stay away we don't know what's going on this isn't the game we should be betting a bunch of units on but if it's my pick for the show i'm taking arizona minus two and a half they're the better team here this is a no question new england doesn't look good yeah, what, what bothers me even more than the opening line is you just said 89% of the money is on Arizona and the line hasn't moved at all. I haven't yeah. seen a, a minus three anywhere. So they're trying their best not to give New England any more points here. Um, yep. But yeah, if you have to take this game, I say Arizona. I mean, we just saw, you can basically see what Houston just did last week to New England. It's going to be the same exact thing that Kyler Murray and Arizona can do to New England this year, this week some run pass option, a mobile quarterback, the strong arm with some weapons down the field, it could be yep. a problem. So yep. yeah, I don't see how you go any other way here, but just based on this line alone, if you just showed me this line, I, I just have to assume New England's going to win the football game. That's just why I won't put any money on this game here. Let's talk about another game we've agreed so far. I think we're going to agree on this one. The New York Giants come into Cincinnati as road favorites, the New York Giants are minus six and a half with an over under of 44, 84% of the cash is on New York with 84% of the tickets. Jimmy, this one shocked me. I know we've been over New York as a better team than their record explains them to be. What do you have for this one? Man, I want to take the Bengals so bad in this what? spot. I, I hear me out. Hear me out here. I want to take the Bengals so bad here in the spot, just based on the fact that the New York Giants shouldn't be laying close to a touchdown on the road 
against anybody. And I've been on okay. the Giants a lot this year. I like this Giants team a lot, especially the defense. Daniel Jones, at least the past week or so, not too long now, has cut down on the turnovers. Um, this Giants team is legit kind of scary. And now they can bump up into a at least a second-place tie for the division with whatever pending happens on Monday night with Philadelphia. But, man, I, I don't know. Brandon Allen is going to be starting here for the Cincinnati Bengals. Joe Burrow couldn't stay alive and upright behind that horrible offensive line. Um, yeah, the Giants' defense is could, too good here against an unknown quarterback, uh, especially with Joe Mixon out. Uh, yeah, I, I would have to go Giants here. Um, but okay. I was looking for – if it was a starting quarterback, it doesn't even have to be Burrow. If it was, a, you know, throw it, if it was even Flacco, yeah, yep. I would probably lean to the Cincinnati side. Uh, but you you have to go Giants here. You can't trust Cincinnati in this spot. More than anything, though, I, this is another stay away, I think. I, I would just say find a better game. There's better ones. We'll get to some more okay. coming up. So you're not, you're not confident. This was almost my lock of the week, Jimmy. Yeah. I love the Giants here, six and a half. Uh, the Giants stud cornerback James Bradbury is back. He was limited in, in practice, but he's going to be a full go. The Giants are going to, they got to be juiced up. They have a chance at this division. We've talked about it the last two weeks. They have an outside chance. It's the NFC least. I might like the way their defense is playing the best in the division. It's between them and Washington, but they're playing fantastic. You have Brandon Allen getting the start at QB for Cincinnati. Fun stat for the New York Giants, they're 7-3 and three against the spread, which just tells you that America just isn't valuing this Giants team and what they've been doing and how they've been playing recently. Lost a couple close games with the Bucs. You know, the, the, you know, I know the division, you know, the division is just touted as a, you know, just terrible division. It's true, but the Giants have played decently well, and they're moving in the right direction here. Six and a half is telling – I, I just – how can you not take the Giants here? They're, they're on the upswing. They're playing better. I don't know what's gonna, what Brandon Allen's going to do at QB for Cincinnati. That's a, this is ridiculous. I love the Giants here. I would have made this my lock of the week, but I have another one coming up that's a little bit better than this. I love the Giants in this spot. So they've been solid against the spread, like you mentioned. They've also hit yep. – they're also hit four in a row against the spread. Do you know what their last ATS spread loss was? It was the only time they were a favorite this year, and it was only a one-and-a-half-point favorite, and they lost ATS against the Washington football team. So I, it, they're a favorite, man. I, it's like the L.A. Chargers. If they're laying six, I want nothing to do with them. If they're getting six, give it to me. I just, It's a young team. They shouldn't be favored by this much. I respect the play. If, if I had to pick it, it would definitely be the Giants just because of more certainty on that side. But – um. I'm glad you didn't make it your lock because there's just too much going on, man. There's too much unknown. Is is Brandon Allen the kid that went to like Wyoming or something like that? Yeah, yeah. Is it all right? Yeah. I knew, I knew he's he's he hasn't been around in the NFL long, right? No. Okay. This is his first start. Oh, it is. Okay. Yeah. I I knew. I remember seeing him playing. Uh, oh no, wait, I was wrong. I was wrong. Unless we got the wrong Brandon Allen, but um. Yeah, I, I don't know the kid, apparently. I, I'm mistaking him for somebody else. Um, not Josh they, Allen, they, obviously. They, they, named him, they named him over uh, Ryan Finley, which I think was a little bit of a shock. Finley with maybe a little more experience, but yeah, I but guess we'll fin see. Finley looked pretty rough in mop-up duty last week. Terrible. Coming yeah, in terrible. for Burrow. So I, I, I don't know. 
stay away for you. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, gun to head Giants. Well, let's talk about another team that's hard to spot some points, especially after Nick Chubb breaks your heart. I know for you, Jimmy, to hit extra close to home. We have Cleveland coming in to Jacksonville. Cleveland has a six-point favorite, the over-under of 49 and a half. 57% of the cash is on Cleveland with 76% of the tickets on Cleveland. Yeah, what's the deal with Minshew here? Is Minshew going to be back? I heard um, the possibility of Gardner Minshew, Gardner Minshew coming back this game. Is there any uh, confirmation on that or what? Am Do you know anything? I, am I incorrect? Mike Glennon's going to start here in the spot. Oh, I saw Minshew was questionable. I, I yeah yeah I yeah no yeah Glennon Glennon's gonna play Mike Glennon the 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 former Tampa Bay backup standout signing that multi-year forty-five million dollar contract with the Bears he's gonna I can't play. Believe man. he got paid that much in the first spot, but so yeah, <laughs> see this. So I was getting some confusing stuff two days ago. Gardner Minshew not ready for starting duties. Then an hour ago, Gardner Minshew, questionable for Sunday. So they got him questionable on the injury report now. After two days ago, he's not ready to start. But I guess he's not ready for starting. Maybe we, Does that mean maybe we see him in uniform and like an emergency situation? Possible, yeah. yeah. That's probably what that means if they're saying yep. he's not ready to start, but they bumped yep. up his destina- designation to questionable. Um, man, I, I hate to do this every game, fence-sitting, cop-out. If I had to take something, I would go with the Cleveland Browns. They can run it up and down the field on this Jacksonville defense. Jacksonville, one of the worst rush defenses, one of the worst overall defenses in this league. The team seems to have given up on their coach, on their team. They're on the fast track to the eh, number two overall pick at least, maybe even a little better. Probably not. The Jets. That first week is haunting them. For sure. And the Jets just look like they're like different levels of bad right now between (laughs) how bad Jacksonville is and how bad the Jets are. But I just, I can't back Cleveland because again, it's just comes to uncertainty. They've won some games and some bad weather at home by just running the ball, playing defense, controlling the clock. The weather's going to be pretty good down there in Jacksonville. Um, so I, you know, I don't know. There's just too much uncertainty and you don't know what's going to happen here. Again, we have some better games coming up, including the very next game that we're going to be talking about. So here, I'm not going to say too much. Uh, yep. Give me Cleveland if I have to, but again, I'm Gun not to your head Cleveland. Yeah. yeah I'm, I'm not it's it's hard. Thing. It's hard to spot Cleveland. Any points. Bakers looked unimpressive. I know that, you know, they're eight and seven and three, right? Yeah. Seven and three. Going into the spot, a favorite on the road, looking eight and three. This might be the least impressive eight and three, you know, in the NFL. It has to be certain. And that's surprising because they play in a tough division. You'd assume they were playing impressive football. They are not. They played the last two games basically in monsoons, ground and pound games. It's not going to win you against average teams, but this isn't an average team. This is a well below average team. Um, What a change of scenery for Jacksonville, right? Week one. Minshew came out. They beat Tennessee, the last year's AFC, uh, almost AFC champions. They beat them, and, and we're we're crowning Minshew and the Jags as oh maybe this is a surprise team. Maybe they're going to come out and you know win eight games this year like we never thought. We thought it was the worst team in the league preseason. They are the worst team, are one of the worst teams in the league. Uh, they've got a couple pieces on defense. They've got you know they have um, 
what's the uh, Josh Allen. They have CJ Henderson that looks like he's, he's making they, this team is moving in the right direction. They have a lot of picks coming up in the next few years. I, I generally like the sense of direction they have. They need to get a quarterback. They'll get one this offseason. But you're right. There's not much to talk about here. Gun to my head, too. I'm going to take Cleveland minus six. They're just a better team. I can't trust Mike Glennon in the backfield. Any Every memory that I have of him, every bet, every spread that I had to take with him, juicing up some points, I lost every single one. There might be some bad will. Stay away from this game, but I'll take Cleveland minus six. But let's move into something, Jimmy, that I absolutely love this week. Hammer this play, Jimmy, because this is Tony's lock of the week. Tony's lock of the week. Oh, yeah. Jimmy, I got Carolina going into Minnesota. Carolina, they're spotting them three and a half points. The over-under is 51 and a half. Right now, 59% of the cash is on Carolina with 62% of the tickets. Jimmy, I love Carolina in this spot. Hammer it as much as you can. Let me lead this one off because I know we've talked the last few weeks, at least I have. I love this Carolina team. They absolutely demolished Detroit last week after spending every single one of their draft picks last year on defense. That defense looks fantastic Carolina is getting Teddy Bridgewater back. McCaffrey was upgraded to questionable, although it doesn't really look like he's going to play. This Carolina team is perpetually underrated. They're playing a lot better ball than their record or even, you know, the kind of aura that's around this team right now. This team is good. They're pesky. They put up a fight every single week. Carolina is six and three. ATS is an underdog. That's for against the spread. Uh, If you don't like to use acronyms, I love Carolina in this spot, Jimmy. Absolutely love three and a half. I get the hook too. Are you kidding me? You can't tell me that Minnesota is even a good team. So I, and, and the, the home field advantage, there isn't much there to do. Love Carolina this week. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm going to have to go with you on this one here. I, if you look back, you know, early in the year, Minnesota got some buzz recently because of the murder murderous row of games that they've had to play. I mean, they open up with Green Bay, Indianapolis, Tennessee. Then they beat Houston. They lose to Seattle. Um, Then they're beating the teams they're supposed to beat, Detroit, Chicago. But the Detroit win looks even worse now after their loss yesterday. The Chicago win, albeit it was in Chicago Chicago in a primetime game, they only beat the Bears by six. They beat Green Bay by six, who kind of uncertain what Green Bay is right now, too. I don't think this Minnesota team is all that great. That's why I had Dallas last week. You know, all of a sudden, everybody's in love with the Minnesota Vikings when five weeks ago, six weeks ago, this was my handicap last week. Nobody wanted any part to do with this team. Carolina, you know, they hang with teams that they probably shouldn't be hanging with, that people don't expect them to be hanging with. They got the two-point loss against Kansas City. The Tampa Bay game was a lot closer than the 46-23. That one got really ugly late. Um, The Atlanta one close. Yeah, they had a chance. For sure. I mean, I I think just off of memory, they won the first half. If you bet them in the first half, they won that Tampa Bay first half. Bridgewater had that amazing jump for the first down and the fourth down when they were going to tie the game. That was incredible. The Atlanta loss, you know, that doesn't look great the way Atlanta's been playing. But 
New Orleans, arguably the best team in the NFC. They lose it by only three points. Um, yeah, this Arizona team's good, man. And they're getting Br- Bridgewater back. Carolina. Um, oh, yes. Duh, sorry. <laughs> this uh, this Carolina team here is good. They're getting Bridgewater back. I, I got to side with you on this one. It's Carolina all day, especially with the hook. Uh, you know, I don't know. With the hook. I love it. it guys, an even better bet. Don't take the points here. Take Carolina money line. You're going to get it at plus 165 right now. That is absolutely fantastic. Take Carolina money line. You will be impressed. But for sake of the show, I'll take the spread just so my, uh, you know, I, I don't, I don't get extra, I don't get extra wins for taking the money line here on the show. But if you're betting actual pesos, yeah, take, take the, take the money line. I was trying to look up some stats to see, you know, I mean, this Carolina defense is playing better than they get credit for, right? I mean, I know they're young, but the defense has been playing a little better. The, the only thing that concerns me a bit is they are 24th in rushing yards per attempt, giving up 4.6. You could see they got to limit Cook a bit here. Um, also, I know Adam Thielen did pop up on the COVID list. Um, they haven't said that Thielen will be starting yet, so they could be down Adam Thielen here in this spot. I don't know what the latest news is on that. All I saw this morning was that he's on COVID. He's questionable. Um, if they're without feeling, that's an even bigger hit to him. And yeah, I, I, I used to know these stats verbatim because I loved it so much. Um, but this is a one o'clock game, right? It's a 1 p.m. game. Yep. Um, that is literally Kirk Cousins. Isn't that his like worst time against the spread is 1 p.m.? Or am I yep. wrong about that? Um, well, it's got to be prime time no matter what you do with Kirk Cousins. Yeah, I, I – yeah. I think it's just Carolina here. There's not much more to say about that. Yep. I love me. it. Well, let's go in. We've agreed on every pick. So that is intriguing. That usually doesn't yeah, happen. That's interesting. But, but let's go to one that I think we might disagree on. We have Tennessee coming into Indianapolis. Indianapolis is a three point favorite with an over under of 51 and a half. 53% of the cash is on Tennessee with 87% of the tickets on Tennessee. What do you got for this one, Jimmy? Um, first off, I do want to make a correction. I apologize. Kirk Cousins actually is best is at 1 p.m. games. Yeah. I had that backwards. Uh, he's actually really good in the 1 p.m. slot. I don't know, probably something to do with routine. Um, that's where he feels more comfortable at. But Anyways, moving forward here to Tennessee, Tony, I know we're going to disagree and I apologize. It's hard to do it because uh, it's my lock of the week, baby. Jimmy's lock of the week. Oh, yeah. So what two weeks ago, Indianapolis and Tennessee come into this game at Tennessee and it's floating right around pick them. It, it goes minus one Tennessee, minus one Indy, minus two Indy. It was just floating right around saying that these teams are even Indianapolis comes out, beats them by 17 points in Tennessee. And then what would you expect that line to open up with Indy wins the game by 17 points. And then it comes back to Indianapolis. You would think Indy would be up six and a half, seven point favorite. Right. Am I, am I wrong about that? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe a little more like at least, at least the hook, at least give them the three and a half. Well, so I, like, th- I think this opened up at four, I believe. Oh, it's bending down? Okay, yeah. Yeah, people have already been taking uh, Tennessee. Um, like it says here, 53% of the cash on Tennessee. Even 80% of the tickets are on Tennessee here. So I'd like to see what the money is breakdown, like how big of those bets are on Tennessee. But it looks like we got the pros and the Joes on one side with this one. 
but this is the biggest game of the year for the division right here. This could win the division. If Indy wins this game, they are completely in the driver's seat for the division, having two wins over Tennessee. If Tennessee wins this game, you got to see the schedules here coming up for what both these teams have. They don't have much coming up. Um, I expect Tennessee to play the game that they always do. Derrick Henry comes on late, running the ball all over him, wearing this Indy defense down. I do love the Indy defense, but when you get into looking at the offenses here, it's not even close in terms of yard per play, red zone touchdown percentage. Um, I forgot third down conversions. Oh, Tennessee yeah. is head and shoulders the better team on offense. Um, now, mind you, Indy's the way better team on defense. On defense yeah. yeah, it's your classic classic battle. Yeah, yeah. I'm just not what, sold. Which on, side of the football wins? I'm not sold on Indy. Um, I'm just not there yet. They they haven't beaten anybody other than that Green Bay win. They were down 14 points. Green Bay had to give that game away with what seemed like 12 turnovers in the fourth quarter and overtime. I'm just not ready to buy in on Indy yet. Tennessee's been here. They've done this. They're the reigning division champ. I, I I'm going money line. Like you just did for the Carolina game. I am all over Tennessee on the money line plus plus one fifty. Um, But yeah, you can probably wait around and get the hook here, right? Like all the money's yeah. been coming in on Tennessee. I doubt it goes to two and a half because they probably don't want any buyback onto the Colts at two and a half. Um, yeah, that's it, man. Lock it in. Yep. Tennessee so plus three. Yeah. We're on opposite sides here or what? Yeah. Yeah. I I'm taking Indy minus three here. Um, I don't trust this Tennessee uh, football team right now. Indy's coming back home after probably most impressive showing of the year last week, uh, you know, against Green Bay, kind of coming back in that fourth quarter. That was a tough loss for me. I thought there was no way that was happening. Um, I love, yeah, I like it. I don't love Indy in this spot. I like Indy in this spot. Uh, when it moves down to three, that's a perfect spot for me. I think they win this game. I think defense, I think, you know, the discrepancy, the margin that they have on defense is bigger than the, the you know, the, the margin that offense. they don't have. Yeah, that they give yeah. up on I think that's what's going to swing this game here. This Indianapolis defense, we talked about it week after week, is absolutely fantastic. I love them. I'm going to go with Indianapolis minus three here. So the biggest stat that jumped out at me when taking this game is was third down conversion, which, you know, obviously we both watch football. We both love football. That's one of the most important stats you're going to get on football. Are you staying on the field when you're facing a third down Tennessee converting 44% of their third downs, Indianapolis is 29th in the NFL on third down at 37.50%. Now the problem with that is Tennessee has been one of the worst teams in NFL history this year. Uh, defending on third down. Um, I can pull that up really quick uh, to let you know how bad it is. Tennessee's dead last in the NFL, giving up 53% of third downs. Uh, it's one of the worst numbers all time. But if you can believe that, they're worse than the Jets, who aren't even like in the bottom eight um, defending the third down. So they've been better, though. That's That's my big thing here. The past three games... On third down, Tennessee defense is getting off the field 75% of the time. Um, they've come a long way in the past few weeks on defense. Sorry, I'm, I'm rambling a bit or uh, 
getting caught up a bit here. I'm a little distracted. You're getting hyped about your lock of the week, Jimmy. Well, I'm Nothing trying to look up that. stuff as, as we're going. I'm not good multitasking. I'm trying to look up some stuff <laughs> as we go along here. Um, yeah. you, you threw me off guard going against me on my lock, man. So I gotta, I feel like I gotta lock it in. This, this has, this game for me is a gut mixed with my brain all coming into one. Tennessee's the defending division champ. They just got embarrassed on primetime. This is a revenge spot. Let me, let me ask you something. If Indy has the ball with under two minutes left and they need a score starting on their own 20, 20 yard line, do you feel confident in rivers driving them? All right. Now, if Tannehill and Henry have the ball that you feel more confident in that at least. Right. So I don't think you see a blowout here. That's my thing. I I love the three. I love it. If you get the hook, please do that. If that's what you're going to do, but I'm taking money line. I expect Indy, man, they got everything's at, this is it for Indy. This is do or die. If they lose or for Tennessee, both teams, if they lose this game, they can miss the playoffs, not even lose the division. You talked yep. about Cleveland could be have eight wins after Raiders, this week. Yep. Raiders, Raiders Miami, Baltimore could sneak back in. This could yep. be a miss the playoffs type of game, and and I trust Tennessee. It is a playoff type of atmosphere, and let's segue right into the next one with another playoff type of at, at least a fun type of atmosphere. You have the creeping to getting hot uh, Los Angeles Chargers heading into Buffalo. Buffalo is a five-point favorite with an over-under of 53. Currently, 54% of the cash is on Buffalo with 73% of the tickets. Jimbo, what you got for this one? Uh, I like the Chargers here, plus five. It's plus five, plus five and a half, depending on where you look. This will probably be a game that I bet. Um, Now, don't get me wrong. This doesn't have anything to do with my Miami bias and living in – living in um western new york and 30 minutes from buffalo all my friends are bills fans um i kind of do like this bills team i just don't like this bills defense uh i've said it multiple times on the show already good quarterbacks win great quarterbacks cover i expect a backdoor cover here by justin herbert um yeah if if the chargers are within so what they only got to be within you know 12 points whatever the hell it is on their last drive it, the Buffalo defense hasn't been stopping anybody, man. I This is a Chargers play for me. Yeah, I mean, I like it. Uh, an interesting point to add here, Justin Herbert, after Joe Burrow went down, Justin Herbert's rookie of the year odds skyrocketed. No, yeah. You're now at minus 900, meaning you have to bet $900 on Justin Herbert to win rookie of the year to win 100. Don't bet that. Those odds aren't good enough. We can find you some sneakers uh some little sneaky picks on the outside of there but he looks like a lock for the year yeah we were, no, that one's not even worth betting any yeah, yeah that yeah, just because he's he's gonna take it for sure so we might have been wrong about justin herbert us coming from the dolphins community obviously lovers of the nfl but coming from the dolphins community we were advocating extremely hard against picking yeah. justin herbert coming i wanted out of nothing Oregon. to do with him i was way wrong yeah we wanted burrow or we wanted Tua. He's come out. He has looked fantastic. He's looked amazing. We have to give credit where credit is due. Um, He's been playing fantastic. The Chargers team has just been, you know, the Atlanta Falcons of the West. They've just had heartbreaking losses week after week. They're a better team. They need a new coach, but because they're a better team than the record indicates, they have skill. They have player. They have Brandon Ingram, Joey Bosa, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, Hunter Henry, you know, they've got players all over the board here, you know, pro bowl caliber players. 
They're a better team than this indicates. And Justin Herbert's probably going to usher in a new generation of Chargers fans here, um, even with the nerdy little buzz cut that he got. Jimmy, side note, did you see his girlfriend? I saw some pictures of uh, her posted on Twitter. Justin Herbert? Oh, man, smoke show. She, oh, she's got to be a smoke show. That's what they always smoke say. Smoke hey, show. Any kids out there listening, if you're going to play football, try to be a quarterback, man. They get they get all the money and they get all the babes, dude. They, it's all, always Or offensive linemen. I'm not going to lie. The offensive linemen pull the dimes, too. It's yeah, strange, I mean, but they do. I mean, if we're being fair, they all got dimes, bro. I mean, <laughs> these dudes are in great shape. They're professional yeah. athletes and they got money. I'm sure they're great guys, too. Um, yep. But, yeah. It, they you always I love when they show the college game man and they show you know North Dakota State's quarterback's girlfriend in the crowd and it's always the best looking girl at the school so yeah you got to push to be a quarterback well uh one more so thing on this game here though yeah, man yeah. let me know what you think the the total here bro I think this is gonna blow by on the over Ooh, right take the over here 53 I was just about to jump on that Jimmy oh my apologies 50. yeah yeah no problem at all because the over here is a fantastic bet. I know it is a high line, but they're going to score 30 points apiece here. I love this over at 53. These defenses are not playing well, especially the chart. The Chargers come in with such impressive cornerback talent, yet they yeah. cannot stop the pass to save their life. Casey Hayward, uh, can, uh, was it? Uh, I always forget his name. The slot, the slot corner. They, they got. For, they got. They have a top five defensive backfield in the league when yeah they're you'd think and, yeah and you'd think they top, do on top of that they're pass not playing rush like they should though. have no yeah, yeah the, the pass rush helps like that too but man I, it's almost too obvious the trends that point in this game seven of the last seven games for the Chargers have gone over the total eight out of the last 10 buffalo games have gone over the total um four of the five for buffalo at home have gone over yep. and six of seven on the road or i apologize yep six of six of the last six on the road for the chargers. So I don't know. This is like way too obvious right here. It'll probably stay under 20 somehow or something with all that. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's talk about something. just to clarify. I am taking the chargers uh, plus five with you here in this spot. I don't love it. It's not my favorite play. If you want to bet this game, I would bet the over, but we both agree on it. So it's going to land up in our best bets. I hope it doesn't backfire and hurt us. I do like the chargers in this spot. Uh, Buffalo, they're not going to be able to stop Keenan Allen and, uh, and Justin Herbert. But let's move on to something that was also pretty much a lock and something that we love. I think all of America loved last week. The team in Miami was supposed to go out and take care of Denver. Right now, Miami goes into New York playing the Jets as a seven-point favorite with an over-under of 44. Right now, there's 72% of the cash on Miami with 76% of the tickets. So once again everybody's hammering Miami here. They love Miami in this spot. That's our home team. What do you got for me? So I was, I didn't know this until this morning. Darnold is Darnold's playing for he's, sure. He's right. Playing. He's playing. Okay. Yep. So that I was going to come into the show and ask where Sam Darnold is at. They, this dude should have been healthy a couple of weeks ago. I was starting to wonder what the hell was going on with them. Um, man, what I like here, uh, I'm going to be staying away from this one with the very long stick. The uh, Jets yep. have been showing some fight lately, at least, you know, for as much fight as the Jets can show. Um, but man, Tua's banged up again now. Um, he just, he's on the injury report, a couple different things, uh, ankle and thumb, right? Um, yeah. The foot, foot and thumb. Foot and thumb. Um, 
so yeah, I would have to side. I, it's just hard to back the Jets, right? You got to have some balls to back the Jets. I've done it once this year and it worked out, but I don't like going to that well too many times. Uh, and I, should we get into the two of benching after your pick or what? I, I don't know how I feel about what happened with that. Yeah, well, we, let's jump right into it. Just for your pick's sake, what are you, what are you getting into here? I, I got to take the Dolphins, but if you want to talk conviction, no, no, no. So for me, this is a perfect teaser. If you like to get into teases and want to tease a couple teams, tease them six and a half points down, pick another two. We can go over that at the end of which other teams we like in the teaser. I love Miami in the tease. They're going to win this game. I'm a hundred percent confident flow is going to bounce back after last week's debacle. Um, so I like this in a tease. The Jets have been covering uh, – they played the Chargers well last week. Um, Chargers came in as nine-and-a-half-point favorites. They only lost by six. Uh, so they've been playing better than expected. Darnold's back. I like Miami. Uh, with, I like Miami. If I'm picking, gun to my head, I'll take Miami minus seven. We've, we've seen a tendency for Miami when they get up, they, like, they don't let off of the gas, yeah. really. They might have more conservative play calling, but they still go for the throat. Uh, you know, with, uh, you know, San Francisco, that blowout wins. So they're not going to let up here. The team is hungry for a victory. I like Miami after a loss. They played, always played well. Um, yeah, but let's talk about the two, let's talk about the two benching real quick. We won't get into that. We don't want to make it too long here, but um, yeah, man, from my perspective last week, Denver was rushing the shit out of Tua. It, there's a couple instances where he was like an inch or two away. It looked like from like a, a season ending injury. He was holding his hip after the last play that he took, the last snap. He came up kind of holding his hip. I think what you saw Flores here was a combination of, hey, listen, Tua's playing style is kind of hold on to the ball, make plays, Russell Wilson-esque style, which can win you a game like we saw in Arizona, coming in as an underdog into Arizona. But in this game when the pass rush was just all over him, holding on to the ball was getting him into trouble. And Fitzpatrick, before his benching, was actually the league leader in the quickest, um, quickest ball out of the quickest uh, yeah, throw, from snap, snap to throw, yeah, like two point two point three eight seconds, I believe it was at the peak. So he was getting the ball out quick. Flores saw an opportunity. Hey, listen, we've already told him, we've already seen him tell the media that Tua is like his son, and would he want to put his son in the spot like that, coming back from an injury? I think Flores had the same inclination here. Listen. It probably was going to provide a spark putting in Fitzpatrick. His game style might have been a little better for this game and maybe that situation as well. Um, and Tua also was getting clobbered. So they need, they, you know, I'm, he'll never admit this, but he probably saw Burrow get injured earlier in that game. And probably he's like, hey, we don't want to lose this guy for the year. Let's, we have a bet. We have a backup that could, that could go out and win this game. And he came this close to doing it. He drove to the, 12 yard line almost put a on a, a ball onto Parker to tie up the game so I think it was a it was a cohesive you know mesh of two different things I think the pass rush really played into it there myself I know I spoke on the Fanatics podcast this week I would have loved to see like you got to let the rookie just play this out man you got to see what he can do we all expected him to lose a game at some point like let him figure it out. Like let him go out there and, and figure out this stuff because that's why he's starting this season. I don't think anyone's predicting a Miami Dolphins Super Bowl run unless you're Colin Cowherd two weeks ago. So huh. that's that's my that's my perspective. What do you think? 
Yeah, you summed it up nice. You covered it. You you said what I was going to say, so I won't spend much on it. I, I think it was a combination of Fitz could give us a better shot to come back and win this game. Kids not playing well. And he came in a little banged up on the injury report and he was getting hit and hit often. I think it was six sacks and eight QB hits he took. Yep. And he got rolled up on the ankle twice. So, yeah, I don't think there's any long-term concern. And I 100% agree with you. If the kid was never had the injury concerns in the past, you have to let him finish this game out and take his licks. But now it's not the time. They're way ahead of schedule. I had no problem with it, and I think it was more so protection than it was performance. Yep. But I, well, I do think it was a mix. And I, and I do yeah. like about – you're right about the bounce back here too. I like the teaser idea. It, it bothers me that they're on the road again. Um but yeah, I, I expect them to bounce back, uh, especially with the discipline that that coaching staff instills and yep. the fight. They're a good team to count on to bounce back because um, they they you just can't expect them to have two sloppy bad performances in a row. You know. Let's let, let's talk about it, guys. We have some breaking news here on the podcast. Mitchell Trubisky, I have two pieces of breaking news here. Mitchell Trubisky just got announced the starter for the Bears on Sunday night in Green Bay. Going to affect the line. And second piece of breaking news, the Ravens-Steelers game that was moved from Thursday to Sunday is now tentatively being moved to Tuesday night. This can also affect the Thursday night matchup. It is going to affect the Thursday Thursday night's matchup was Baltimore. They're obviously not going to play Tuesday and play Thursday. Two pieces of breaking news. We'll definitely get it into it more on the recap episode, but just wanted to bring that to you straight. Moving on into our next piece of the pie, we have New Orleans at minus six going into Denver. The over-under is low, 43 and 58% of the cash is on New Orleans, 76% of the tickets. Jimmy, what do you got? Denver. Denver and, and this one I uh I like a little bit. It, that you like betting to- against New Orleans. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. No, I technically in reality I don't. It just seems to be working out that way. Although um they've burned me a lot in the past, and it's usually in this spot. They're on the road, they're outside. Listen, I get Taysom Hill had a good game. I mean, he had a good game rushing, the completion percentage was good. I watched all of that game, obviously, since I had a lock of the week on it. But he was bouncing balls at guys' feet. He overthrew a couple time, di- a couple guys. I did like the fact that he was making sure he got the ball to Michael Thomas. Um, yep. My fantasy team enjoyed that quite <laughs> a bit, finally. Um, but, yeah, I like Denver here, the Denver pass rush at home. The biggest thing for me is this low total. When you got a total that low and there's that many points on the spread, they're expecting a low-scoring game, so points become extremely valuable here. So since I like that dog – I like the under two here also. Um, it's It works out to a correlated parley for me. Um, low total, high spread. Give me the dog here. Um, I, I don't really have much to break down on it. Uh, right. It's just it's just a bad spot for New Orleans yep. for me. Um, All right. I, I'm going to come into this one. Um, yeah, some of the sharper money is on Denver here. I don't care. Call me Mr. Dumb Money. I'm taking New Orleans minus six here. Taysom Hill, the way you can beat this Denver Broncos defense, which is a top three unit right now. It is playing fantastic. The Denver Broncos defense is here to stay. 
they're not as good against mobile quarterbacks. Taysom Hill is just that. He's the the white Lamar Jackson, if you will. Um, he he looked good. He, I liked. I know you said he was throwing some bad balls. I like the zip. I like the velocity on the balls. I thought he was making good reads. I thought he made good decisions with the football. Um, he was, you know, a much more electric offense. He's throwing the ball downfield. It wasn't the dink and dunk of Drew Brees. I like it. I like the chain. I mean, Drew Brees is inevitably going to come back. I think they made the right decision going to Taysom Hill. I mean, I know it's one game and the Atlanta defense isn't that good. He has a big test coming up here uh, this Sunday. I love, I, I like, I like, I like New Orleans minus six. Let's hope they just get a, an extra touchdown from uh, Taysom Hill here. So what, what I, what you do mention that I do like, and what I saw last week was the shots down the field, uh, you know, breeze, whether it's just his decision-making now or it's arm strength, you know, he's one of the greats. I'll never dispute that. Maybe. I mean, he never had a cannon, you know what I mean? He was always deadly accurate and it was always slants and quick routes and throw into the running back. He was never really, you know, go out there and fire one deep downfield you know, obviously you'd pick and choose the spots, but he never had a cannon. I do like what Taysom Hill brings in that regard. He can take the top off the defense a little bit. Um, and his running game, you're right. Denver could struggle with that. Um, but yeah, yeah, I, I dig it. The, you know, I don't know. It Denver's something I like a little bit. I haven't decided if I'm going to actually play it though. It, that's yep. the whole thing for me. Well, let's move into something that a lot of the sharp money is playing right now. San Francisco comes into Los Angeles taking on the Rams. The Rams are a six and a half point favorite with an over under of 56. That seems sketchy in this game. Uh, 65%. Did I write that down wrong? Is it 46? No, I, no, I, I've never, I've never, I mean, I missed a game, the, the Chicago green Bay game I missed, but you're right. That does, uh, that does seem very, oh yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, I got that wrong. It's okay. I have it at 44 and a half. So it must've been 46. Okay. 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 That's oh a, that yeah. Seems a lot. That seems a lot better. <laughs> Look at, I, I probably wrote in the Kansas city and Tampa Bay game. It's 56 on the next game. Got it. Got it. Okay. That makes more sense. Aren't you luckily lucky you have analysts like us that know the game. Enough well, I mean, I spot a weak line. I wrote it down wrong, so I guess I couldn't spot. I was I opened up my phone when you said it to go bet it. I was like, "Holy shit! Why is that line so Get wrong?" The under. I, I was Get like, "Give quick. me that." So we had so the Rams come in at six and a half point favorites with an over under of forty four and a half. Sixty five percent of the cash is on San Francisco, with eighty three percent of the tickets on LA. I've circled this one as a red flag. Sharp money is on San Francisco here. A lot of sharp money is on San Francisco. The volume of bets is on the Rams. The money is on San Francisco. Uh, let me jump this one off. San Francisco is coming off a bye, um, and L.A. is coming off the most impressive win probably of the season against the Bucks. San Francisco has a lot of pessimism going in, a lot of injuries all over the field. Looks like Tevin Coleman's coming back. Mostert's coming back. Their stud uh, running back group is getting a little bit healthier. Um, Debo looks like he has a chance to come off the, in, uh, the reserve COVID list. Ayuk's going to be available. Um, so they're getting some weapons. Jordan Reed has been a nice replacement for Kittle. I uh, hope he gets healed up soon. I am scared shitless for Nick Mullins in this game. This Rams pass rush is absolutely no joke. Um, I don't know how well he can perform in this spot. 
But listen, I've been siding with dumb money here, and I don't love the Rams. I, they're a good team. I just can't get my head around them, even with that win last week. I can't get my head around them as like a, as a, a Super Bowl contender or like a, a real threat to win the division or the NFC. I'm going to side with the smart money here, and I'm going to take San Francisco. I'm going to go against some of that dumb money. Uh, I'm going to take San Francisco plus six and a half. So, and this yeah. is going to go ahead. No, no, no. What were you going to say? Depending how everything shakes out, I, I'm, I can't imagine this line not going to seven, but we'll see. If you can get it at seven, San Francisco plus seven, I like a lot. So, I, I mean, it takes five minutes to scroll through the San Francisco injuries. I was trying to get down to their most recent games, their last 10 games, and it takes, it takes like five swipes to go through all their injuries. So, uh, I have to go. First off, let me tell you what I bet here. I like the under in this game. Rams yep. have been on an under terror this year, six and one in their last seven. Um, I'd have to look up what it was the whole year. Um, yeah, it's even better. It's yeah, they've only had one, they've only had two, two overs. I don't know why I even counted that. Yeah. Um, six and one the last seven to the under. So I like the under in this game. I think the bye week helps out that San Francisco defense quite a bit to prepare for this game. I don't really think there's much they can do offensively to prepare for what's going to happen. This LA Rams defense is arguably the best unit in the NFL. They're fantastic. They're fantastic. There's not much they can do. The San Fran, despite all the injuries, they always show up on defense. That's why I like your pick. Um, If it at six and a half, I got to go Rams though, just for the sake of the show. But I do want to preface it, if it goes to seven, seven and a half, I would rather be on San Francisco. Um, this will probably be a no play for me, but I probably will bet the under here uh, yep. for some real world stuff. Um, that is sharp. This is probably one of the sharpest games of the week to be on San yep. Fran here. Yep. Off a of bye and then a huge letdown spot for the Rams. Shanahan uh, off a of bye is fantastic. Sharp money's on them. This, and you, know, you see the ticket and the cash splits. This screams bet smart. Uh, if there was a game this week to bet smart, this is San Fran. That's the play. The, this, the past two weeks have been the first time that they've covered against the spread back-to-back since week one and two. They've alternated good games and bad games against the spread every single week since week three. So, And that's what usually burns team, betters with this team. They have a good game, and everyone's like, oh, why wasn't I on the Rams? They bet them the following week, and you lose. And you're like, man, I'm never betting the Rams again. Yep. And, then and then they, they come win, back. And they win, yeah. 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 And, and you're you going to cycle. cycle. Yes. Yeah. Yep. So um, it's a so very sharp play to be on. I'm going to take the Rams, but the sharp side of this is San Fran. Um, I'm probably going to regret taking the Rams. but I got it. I, I got to see the defense for that Rams is too tough. I mean, they could probably – they could win and cover this game 17 to seven. You know what I yep. mean? So. Well, let's move into a, a tough matchup for Brady and the Brady bunch down there in Tampa. They have Kansas city coming into town as a three Kansas city is a three and a half point road favorite here with the over under a 56. This is juicy, Jimmy. This is going to be my favorite game of the week. This is going to be fantastic to watch. You got the kid playing the goat. Um, I love everything about it. What do you got for us on this game? So this is the game of the week. This is also my super sketchy, most crazy, Sunday night? scary Sunday night? lock. Uh, no, I don't think so. No, I think the Green Bay Chicago Sunday night. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, now it's a 425 kickoff down in Tampa Bay. This That's is my a shame. This NFL is my messed, NFL messed that up. Oh, I know. It should be flexed. I don't know it how the flex It should be the works. night game, man. Yeah. It should be the night game. I don't know how Go the ahead. flex stuff works and, and what they do, but they should have put Chicago Green Bay at 425 and put this one at, at the Sunday nighter. Um, this is the sketchiest line by far of the week, hands down. This might be the sketchiest line of the season. Um, I don't know them all off of memory, but let's just pretend that this is, and I'm right, Tampa Bay just comes off of a very bad loss. Not, I mean, not a bad loss in terms of they lost to a bad team, but they looked bad. It, they just didn't, they never got any momentum going coming off the best team playing against the best team in the NFL. Now uh, I don't know what to make of this at all, man. This, this line has been like making me lose sleep. Um, yep. I, I have to guess the smart, I know 51% of the cash is on KC, but I have to guess the sharp sides, Tampa Bay, just sharp side I, Tampa. Yep. Sharp side I, Tampa. I, 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 if you made me pick this game, I'd have to say the chiefs were, you know, minus six, minus six and a half. So it, it coming into me. Tampa with that little bit of, little bit of. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, man, they, they beat everybody and they cover, you know, it's only three and a half. So I guess what the thinking is here is that what Tampa Bay's up. Uh, yeah. I don't even know what to say. Tampa Bay's up three. And then mm-hmm. Kansas City comes down well, and scores. If Kansas City has the ball at the end of the game, they're going to cover and win yeah. this game. You're well, looking for a backdoor cover here if you're taking the Bucks, right? Here's my view on this game: three and a half screams take Tampa. They have a lot of um, they have a lot of um, bets coming in on KC. Obviously, is one of the most. Uh, one of the most watched and viewed NFL teams. Obviously, everybody's all over KC, but you also have Tampa. Interesting stat here. Tampa's five and six against the spread, and KC's actually six and four against the spread. They're both not very good ATS. Um, and, and, you know, that's because a lot of these lines are juiced in their favor. So when they play each other, they're both juiced against each other, right? So what happens here? You're seeing Vegas move this line. I disagree. I think this is a three-point – I think this should be a three-point spread in Tampa – they're juicing it because a lot of the money is going to come in on KC after a bad loss with Tampa. Here's my here's my controversial bet. I, if Tampa is going to cover, they've got to win this game. Yeah. I think they win this game. They're not, I don't think they cover, but I think they're going to win this game. I think Tampa's going to come home. Brady, after a loss, is going to be fired up, um, especially after a tough loss with Los Angeles. I like – I like Tampa in this spot. I'm going to make some real world money bets on this and I'm going to take Tampa money line here. Let's go over some other stuff. Mahomes has now moved into uh, absolute favorite for MVP. He's minus 125 to win MVP this year. Um, Brady. So that's probably not, the, I mean, that's not a bad bet to make. I like that bet. No, Brady, that's, that's cheap. Brady's at plus 1800 for MVP. If Brady strings together some wins here, if he beats KC in this big game, that line is going to move incredibly far down. I'm, I'm guessing if they can pull this off plus eight, plus 900 instead of plus 18. Oh, yeah, just if they win this game and he yeah. looks good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I, I don't like him for long term. I like the value. I definitely agree yeah. with the value, the value you're talking angle, about. Yeah. If they yeah. if they win this game, that number is getting almost cut in half for sure. Yeah. You're, I, I just – you're almost 20 xing your money, you know, Grant for sure. Cardone, Grant Cardone, 10 X, 10 X, this is 20 X, <laughs> baby. 
I, let's get I just Grant Cardone on this pod and let's uh, make it happen. Twenty X. Fuck. 10X. He he he's just unlikely to win the MVP. I but I do agree. If you like the bet to bet Brady for MVP, now's the time to do it before he yeah. wins this game. I just don't think that he does enough. They'd probably have to be the one seed in the NFC to win it, and you got to hope New Orleans falters a bit. Yep. Um, Yep, yep. But that's all hella value. Possible. That's yeah, hella value, though. Yep. Yeah, that's sure. what we look for here. That's what we Absolutely. look for. Not all of them are going to cash, but you want to find those spots. You got to get the best number. Yep, exactly. Um, just for the record, you're taking which side of this thing? <laughs> I was trying to avoid that. I, I don't know. I, <laughs> I, I, I was ducking and covering, man. Um, I I got to go with Kansas City here. Kansas City, uh, I, KC but, plus three and a half. I do agree with you, though, if – you're right. hundred percent. Right. Tampa Bay is not going to lose. If Tampa Bay loses this game, they're not covering. Yep. It, you might as well just take them to win the game. That's it's so weird to say, but I think it's more likely Tampa Bay wins the game than they do keeping covering it within a three and a half. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. I, I think it's more likely they win as opposed to I, they probably lose by 10, 13 if they lose the game in my that's, mind. That's my advice on this one too. If you're betting Tampa and you're on Tampa side with me, bet the money line here because if they're going to cover, they're going to win this game. That's just how it's going to be. You're, you're wasting some valuable, uh, some valuable points there on I'm, the odds. I'm getting super square, man. I laid the points with the Rams. I laid the points with the Chiefs. I, I, yep. This is uh, – I'm on Squaresville over here, man. It's not, it's not, uh, it's never good. Although in my defense, this past week was super bad to the square public. Yep, Joe Schmo very gambler. Bad. So very bad. usually it balances out and this is a bounce back week to keep everybody uh, in the world everybody. of gambling. <laughs> yep. So let's move back into a square for real, for real. Nick Foles just got announced benched as we are. I think he's hurt, but he's not going to play. Mitch Trubisky going to come in here for chicago uh green bay is coming into or no chicago's going into green bay green bay is a nine point favorite 60 percent of the cash is on chicago with 52 percent of the tickets um it's kind of even split here not too much to say maybe a little sharp money is coming in on chicago i love chicago in this spot jimmy especially with trubisky i have been touting for trubisky to come back this team just needs a couple plays the defense is good it's it's very solid top seven or eight unit in the league i wouldn't go top three um the offensive side of the ball has some playmakers i love the rookie mooney you got robinson montgomery in the backfield is kind of so-so but they got some players they just need they okay on a from a throw for throw standpoint Foles has been no better than trubisky at all and then Trubisky adds the 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 value added proposition of running. He can running make ball, some yep. first downs. They need some conversions. They need to extend some drives. Green Bay does not look impressive. Uh, they looked okay last week with that loss. You know, it is what it is. Lo- I love Chicago in this plus nine. Jimmy, give me plus nine. I love it. So this falls under the same thing that we just discussed or that I just discussed in the uh, Denver New Orleans game. When you had the totals, what, 44 and a half. I, sorry. I was just looking at it on my phone and sometimes it's different than what, uh, what we say. Oh, there's not even a, to- first off, this game's off the board. 
So Probably now that now, the, yeah. yeah, that the Trubisky Trubisky news has came out, don't it's off ex- the board. Don't expect it to change too much from nine. I I doubt you're going to get that much swinger momentum. I, maybe it, it lessens to eight. I'm assuming or something goes oh, that way. Yeah, yeah. What, you, you, thought, moved, you thought it was going to go up? No, I don't think it moves much. I mean, Flows yeah. has been bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't. I expect it to maybe come out the same exact, same exact line. Yeah. Um, yeah. what it was was forty four and a half. So that big spread with such a low total, those, those points are valuable. I mean, yeah, you got to like the bears here. Uh, what do you think? I know we were going to talk about some parlays, some spots, some teaser spots. What do you think I, you can get under the key number here with a six and a half or a seven point tease? Uh, you don't expect green Bay to, or Chicago to win the game. Do you? No, but I'd stay away from a team when you're teasing down and they still got to cover by a field goal. It's just iffy. Why do it to yourself? Yeah, well, I mean, you just got to get through. I mean, you like to go up through key numbers. Yeah, not yeah. down, not down. Yeah. Through key I would numbers. go the opposite way. I would tease Chicago. Give me sixteen. Give me fifth. I would. I would go that way too. Yeah, I try not to tease tease up, up that yeah, high. Yeah. 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 You're losing, um, you're losing points there. That is a bad way to gamble. I, I just like Chicago in this spot. I think they're going to cover here. Yeah. So nine you, points. If, if you like taking them, then yeah. Then you slap it on a tease. If you like them with nine, then you slap it on a tease with something else you really like, you know? Yeah. So um, yeah. Green Bay let me down a little bit last week against Indianapolis should have won that game. 14 point lead. I already talked about it. They blew the game. Turnovers killed them. Um, this Bears defense is so good, though, man. If if Trubisky can just do a little bit to keep Chicago in this game, I think Chicago's probably on the right side of this. Um, he does way more with his legs than Foles can do. He's going to help that third down conversion percentage. And Green Bay, they've just been so hit or miss. It's really hard to trust them. It's a divisional game, too. You always get these low-scoring divisional games – it's always tight. Um, you know, I don't have a ton of statistics to talk about in this game. Um, it's a prime time game. A lot of people are going to be on it. I think what might even be a good play here, regardless of what the line comes out as people are going to see that Trubisky news, the dude who got benched for Foles, who's looked horrible green Bay coming off a bad loss. This game is going to get bet up even higher, I think. If it opens up with Trubisky coming back, if it opens up at 9, I think it could get to 10. So I suggest maybe waiting until right around kickoff and scooping up Chicago with the highest total you can get. Um, more than likely, it doesn't move at all. I don't see a lot of, you know, Joe yeah. Schmoes laying. This will yeah, be like nine, the ending. Yeah. yeah. This will be the nightcap on a parley and a teaser. Yeah. Everybody yep. will have Green Bay money line on the end of their parley, yep. uh, a tease on the end of their teaser parlay. Um, so it might not move a lot, but I would still probably wait and see what you can get. Uh, but I, it's I like not going to move the other way. Yeah, it's not going to move. The yeah, other but way. it's not going to. Yeah, you're not going to lose any value on Chicago. I don't think either. I, I yep. just don't think the money is going to be big enough and sharp enough. Um, obviously, it's the sharp side. I just don't think you're going to see enough of it. So yeah, give me uh, I'm with you. Give me the Chicago Bears here, man. So let's move on from a game that we both like to a game that I absolutely want to stay away from here. We have Seattle minus five and a half coming into Philadelphia with an over under of 50. This game's on Monday night. 51% of the cash is on Seattle with 85% of the tickets on Seattle. Uh, sharper money's on Philly. I hate Philly. 
I'm going to wrap this one up quick for me. Gun to my head. I'm taking Seattle minus five and a half. I cannot take Philly. I don't care points. You can't lay me enough points to take Philly. They've, I just can't. I just don't like the team. I just, I hate it. Seattle's let me down in a couple spots too. I don't like it. Stay far away from this one, but what, what do you got? Um, I thought, I'm sorry. I was going to ask Seattle's off a of bye, huh? And I was wrong, right? They played, um, they played Arizona last they week. They played Arizona last week. Yep. Um, Lost the close or what they won a close one, right? Yeah. yeah they won, won a, a won close, a close game. And, and I apologize for everyone listening. I, I know the sport. I follow it religiously. My memory is awful. I probably see too much of it and I oversaturate my brain with it. Um, if you made me, you know, for my life, tell you if Seattle played last week, I probably would have got it right. But for some reason I thought they had a buy. Um, I might never bet on Philly ever again. Can't. Uh, I'm not surprised that there's some sharp money on the Philly side here. That Seattle defense is just so bad. You expect Philly to lose this game by, you know, three, four points, maybe. Um, I got a side with Seattle here. I probably won't be betting this one. I might look at, and they're not out yet, but I might look at a Philly team total. Um, total of the game's 50 with a spread of five and a half. You're going to get the Philly team total around like 22. 20, yeah, 21, yeah. 22. Um, so I like that Philly team total against this defense, but on a side note, man, I see, I like Seattle, another gun to head type thing. Maybe we come up with a better term for that. So we, we stop saying gun to head over and over again. I say yeah. a lot, um, <laughs> yeah. but is Carson Wentz done in Philly? Like when, when's, when's He's it gotta over? be, when's it He's over gotta for be. Wentz in this Philly? Is it. I was just it. having this conversation with my uncle last night, uh, after dinner, watching some of the games and. I mean, you know, you got to give – you drafted Hurts. You got to give him a shot at some time. I know Philly loves Wentz and how tough he is and the comebacks. And, I'll, you know, I'll give him his due. He's played with a ton of injuries. It's been bad spots for him. I feel bad for the guy. But it's almost like a Tannehill situation. Like, let this dude get a fresh start and see what he yep. can do. Yeah. Because now he just looks inaccurate. He looks lost. He's leading the league in turnovers. Yes. He's not seeing defenders. He's throwing it right to the other team. Um, Cause they're still in this division fight, bro. If they win this game, they're still in first place of that division. Yep. Yep. It would be hard for me not to just hand it over to Hertz and be like, Hey, go win. They're still in first division. place. Even if they lose just, just to know, cause they have the tie. So well, they, they have the tie. They're four, six and one. Yeah. But lose. no, 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 no. They're three, six, and they would be three, oh, seven, so they, and one. Be, yeah. yeah, you're right. You're right. You're uh, right. Washington yep. and maybe the would, Giants will be in first. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah. They could be tied. Yep. So I, my sure. family's all Giants fans, so I had to hear it all. That's the only reason I know. <laughs> I had to hear it all day yesterday. Yeah. Like what team they wanted, Washington. Yeah. I'm like, it doesn't matter which one wins. You need Philly to lose. Um, but yeah, when does it happen, man? When is when is Wentz out of there? He looks brutal. And then well, I think the dead money, there's too much dead money in his contract. He's gonna get another year in Philly, but um the, the dead money kind of eases up after next year. So you could see them move on after next year. He'll probably get one more year to get a shot. But if if if, if Hurts impresses, maybe they try to move off of Wentz. Maybe they try to get a trade package during the draft, try to move off of him if they like what they see in Hurts. It's got to be over soon. A side note here, Russell Wilson's uh, MVP odds are at plus 275. They were hovering around uh, uh, around 175 a little earlier in the year. I remember looking at that total when Russell Wilson was super hot. He's kind of calmed down. Yeah, he's had some bad weeks now. Yeah, yeah but you can, you can guarantee Russ turns it up in December. I like taking him around this time.
if you think Russ has a chance. Plus 275 is pretty good odds to triple your money uh, with him. It's pretty much a him and Mahomes race at this point, I think. I don't know who else can creep up uh, unless we talked about like, eh, but Dalvin Cook seems shot after last week's loss to the Cowboys. So. Yeah, if they're not making the playoffs, yeah. And I mean, Wilson has some tough matchups coming up on the defensive side. This is going to be a tough one. They got the Giants the week after that. He still has the Reds, the football team in Washington, Rams in San Francisco. Tough, really, tough. The, the only layup is that they got the Jets. So he's got a tough way to go here. I love Russ. I love him as a football player. Um, but that he's got some tough ones to go. Now, yeah. I mean, he is the type of quarterback, though, that still comes out and decimates those great defenses. But um, he's going to have some tough ones on his hands. So, it, yeah. I, yeah, I got nothing else, man. I just, I, I, I hope, I think Seattle wins the game. It, there could be some, uh, in like a money line play. It's going to be high. You got to find something else to put it with I, like college basketball or yeah. you, you got to find something else. It's hard to lay. It'll probably be what, like my, it's minus probably 200 something. Yeah. I, I'd have to yep. open it and look, but, yep. um, I don't know. This feels like a game Philly can come out and win though. Like this is minus one of 245. Those, that's 245. Real, real juice. Yep. Yeah. So that, that, that's too much, man. I just, you know, you mentioned the trade. I could see that. I, there's gotta be a couple teams that'll take once for, of course, just the money. Yeah. Yeah. That's tough. I I wasn't too up to date on his contract situation. I shouldn't be shocked. He's getting a bunch of money, but he looks promising. uh, We have, so you're taking Seattle minus five and a half. Yeah. Yeah. I I don't like it, but Again, yeah. Philly team total though. Stay. I'll, I'll tweet something out when it comes out. I'll throw it up on on the book, or I don't know how yep. to get a hold of everybody, but I'll uh, I'll throw it out on Twitter at uh, at Jimmy Kearns fourteen. Uh, we had some more breaking news. We don't really have to recap it too much, but Adam Thielen is going to be out this week, even bolstering even more my Carolina pick. Uh, love that play with three and a half points. So let's go over kind of our best bets of the week. We kind of agreed more than usual this week, Jimmy. We had Atlanta plus three um, with the Las Vegas Raiders. We also had Arizona minus two and a half against New England, although we said wait to watch the Kyler news. Uh, We also have the New York Giants minus six and a half taking on the Cincinnati Bengals. We had Cleveland minus six against the Jacksonville Jaguars. My lock of the week, we both love Carolina minus three and a half. It's going to go down now. Thielen might affect this line. Take it at three and a half. Plus it's, three and a half. Sorry. Plus yeah, three yep. and a half. Plus three and a half for Carolina. Take it now. That will go down to three. I promise you that will go down to three with feeling news. Um, so take Carolina plus three and a half while you can. We also like the Chargers plus five against Buffalo. Uh, and we like Chicago plus nine against Green Bay and Seattle minus five and a half. So we had a lot of ones that we sided with. It usually doesn't happen like that. Uh, but I think we had a lot of good picks this week. What do you think? Yeah, I think we got some smart ones. Uh, there's a lot of points to be taken this week. I like a lot of the dogs, uh, you know, especially that Carolina pick now. So the line hasn't moved yet, but the juice for the VIG is on. It's now Carolina plus three and a half. It's minus 130 now. I'm seeing. Yeah, so they're so already signing it. Yep. It's, it's, it's going to be moving probably within the next 20 minutes. It'll go down to three since the yep. VIG's already so high. I still love it. I still love it. Yeah, I still like it at three. I'm with you. I, they, they can win the game. And we talked about it when it came Money up. Line. Yeah. If Thielen's gone, they're in a lot of trouble. Justin Jefferson's great. But that kid's like a secondary piece right now. He's going to face some probably some double coverage now. Who's their third receiver? 
Name me care. Name me Minnesota's number Boris, three receiver. Isn't it a Boris guy or yeah, Johnson? Guy? Johnson yeah, something. Yeah, 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 most people don't know that man. I yeah. so it's going to be a heavy Delvin Cook day, and if that Carolina D can tee off on uh, just running Cook, watch out. Yeah. Um, also, I don't have much on. I'm glad we sided on a bunch. I hope it works out for us and everybody else. Um, you got. I hate to put you on the spot. I'll go first. You got two teams here to throw on a uh, a money line parlay. Money um, line parlay? Yeah, we'll give out a little yeah. money line parlay. I've had had people uh, asking about it. I'm trying to scroll through scroll through now and uh, come up with something last yeah. minute. I I don't know why I said I'll yeah. I'll go first and I put you on yeah, the spot. Give, no, no, give it to me quick because I know what I like this week. What do you got? If you're doing a money line parlay. Give me Carolina money line um, against Minnesota. And, you know, to balance out, I'll take an underdog there. And then I'll give me the Giants uh, money line with the Jackson or yeah, with the Cincinnati Bengals. So yeah, okay. give me the, give me the Giants and give me Carolina. That'll be a nice little payday taking the underdog and, a, you know, kind of a heavy favorite, but I like that. I like that balance. I'm all about balance, Jimmy. What, uh, so I, I'm, I'm going to go probably two favorites just for, uh, you know, the real, real square out there. People that are uh, like to play it a little more safe. What do you think of the AFC East special, man? Buffalo and the Dolphins on the money line. Buffalo at home, LA coming out west. Buffalo off a bye week. Miami off a bad loss against the worst team in the league. Now it's going to be a little juicy, right? I don't. I'd I'd have to pull it up and punch it in, but they're both minus two fifty to minus three hundred. I should have the um, parlay calculator pulled up while we're doing this. It's going to be a little juicy. If you got to add a third team into there, um, you can look at Green Bay. It's going to be a little high. Um, I don't think the Rams lose that game either. You know, we both like San Fran. Well, I took the Rams, but we both agreed San Fran could keep it close, but I don't see the Rams losing that game. Or you want to end your week with the Monday Nighter in Seattle. I don't see how Philly wins that game, even though uh, there's a good chance they could cover. Yep. I like it. Yeah, I like to pick. Yeah, hey, but Bills and Dolphins on the parlay, man, you know. Let's go AFC East. That was just well, off the dome. I'll, I'll throw uh when I put I'm, I'm you know what I'm going to start doing what I actually what I'd like to do, I thought while uh you were talking, putting time stamps for the games in the notes. You know what I yep. mean? So people yep. can hop to games when they don't have time. Also, yep. once I get my picks locked in for Sunday, I'll uh I'll tweet it out, man. You want to start doing that? Tweet out uh Yeah, let's do it when it gets to the point where people should have already listened to the pod, like, you know, an hour or two before kickoff. Yeah. Tweet, out, we can some tweet out the tweets. Yep. So they can take a quick look at it. Love All right. It. So keep an eye out on Twitter there for us. Yeah. Out the picks. So as always, we'll wrap it up by saying subscribe, please subscribe, smash that subscribe button, send us a review, a like, a tweet. You can follow me, Tony Longo at Mr. T- or at Tony Longo 17 on Twitter. And my boy, Handsome Jimmy, over there at Jimmy Kearns 14. Make sure you follow us. We'll be tweeting out some picks, maybe even some live some live bets. That's kind of where we like our action, too. Yeah. Um, yeah. But no, man, it was a great week. Let's look forward to getting some winners. Yeah, man. Let's go. Let's win some monies. Have a happy uh, holiday weekend, everybody. See yeah, you soon. I'll, I'll talk to you later, buddy. Peace. See ya.
Additional support comes from our friends at Manscaped, the winning name in men's below-the-belt trimming, offering engineered tools for your family jewels. Jingle balls to the walls, fellas. The holiday season has come once more, so return those pubes to the times of yore. Get yourself the gift of shaving this holiday season with the Manscaped Perfect Package 3.0. You've skipped the tricks, now avoid the nicks. With the Lawnmower 3.0's proprietary advanced skin safe technology, this trimmer cuts on your nuts. Not to mention it's waterproof power so you can shave in the shower. Also included in the perfect package is the Crop Preserver, an anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer, the Crop Reviver for quick spritz refreshing, a pair of Manscaped high-performance anti-chafing boxers, and a t-shirt. Go to manscaped.com and use the promo code FINSUP to save an instant 20% and get free shipping. Tis the season to trim the trees and feel the breeze between your knees. Manscaped, your balls will thank you.